Hello and welcome to another episode of the Whole Lot of Nerd Podcast. My name is Jack. I'm your nerdfully host. And here we discuss comic book movies, comic books, video games, any really anything really nerdy. Because let's just face it, when we find something we like, we definitely, definitely get nerdy about it. Because why else wouldn't we when it's fucking awesome? So... Welcome to the whole Lot of Nerd podcast. And you might be surprised that this is actually the second podcast in uh, two weeks. This is amazing. I'm actually showing signs of consist- consistency. And that's something to actually applaud. So yay me. Right on. So, of course, last week we talked about trailers movie trailers for Mortal Kombat, of course, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, and of course, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And well, today, today's date as of this recording is February 22nd, 2021. A few more things have come from the Variety Fair magazine regarding the, the, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League, including a few interesting pictures. But We'll talk about that a little bit later because a few days ago, actually during the weekend, um, a few other things has occurred in the DCEU. Now, of course, I don't want this to really be a just all DCEU podcast. Yes, there's WandaVision going on. There's the Mandalorian going on. But unfortunately, I haven't had a really really had a chance to go see these shows because of the fact that uh, I got a busy schedule. So eventually I'll watch WandaVision and I'll give my thoughts because I want to see it all the way through. The week to week thing is great. The only show I really did that with was the Watchmen show on HBO, which I, I, I could not. I could not wait to see the next episode every week. And it was just it was an amazing experience. But. It was a very tax, uh, taxing one because the material in Watchmen was so dense and so emotional. So uh, it's it was a different experience. But I believe, you know, for WandaVision, it's a little different. And, well, The Mandalorian, I'll be honest. Oh, what was it called? The Last Jedi? The Last... Yeah, the, no, no. The, the, the Last Skywalker. That's the... No, sorry. God. Damn it, the titles escaped me because it was that bad of a movie. The Rise of the Skywalker. Yes, that piece of shit movie ruined Star Wars for me. So why would I want to see Mandalorian knowing it comes in the same universe somewhat as this, that horrid of a fucking movie? Well, yeah, I know it doesn't. It takes place after, um, what is it, uh, The Return of the Jedi. I get it. And... It does look cool and everything. So I'll eventually watch it. Eventually. Right now, I got other things on my plate. Either way, let's get to this. First thing I want to talk about. So we all know there's a Flash movie coming out. We know, based on reports that have come out in the last few weeks, we know it was, was is the key word, supposed to be kind of a buddy cop movie in a sense. You have the Flash and you have Cyborg. Then you also have Michael Keaton's Batman 89 and Ben Affleck's Batfleck. 
So kind of four pieces here. Well, we know because of uh, Ray Fisher's um, claims and misconduct, and I, I gotta say, I gotta say, there's a lot of merit to what happened in in the on the Duchess, on the Justice League set, and we'll talk about that later. But he has a lot of reasoning to you know ring the alarm, and I gotta say. They, the the fact that they removed him from the film does seem pretty retaliatory. Is that the word? Retaliation? So retaliatory against Ray Fisher for, for literally blowing a whistle that he should have. So that bothers me a bit. It does. So knowing or feeling that kind of it doesn't bring the biggest excitement to me when when you hear that hey guess what Andy Muschietti who's famous for directing the two it movies which were fucking great fucking great watch those back to back you'll you'll literally enjoy an, a roller coaster of emotions um he announced on twitter um, this Zoom meeting he had with a young actress, and it's funny because when you watch <clears throat> when you watch that that Zoom meeting, it's interesting to see you know just the the the, the playfulness of it all. How he breaks the news to her like, "Hey, can you fly?" No. You sure? No. Yeah, I can't fly. Hmm. Well, maybe this suit will help you. And he busts out the the Superman a super girl suit and it's so nice to see her breakdown and it shows you how for any actor or actress you know especially ones you know of of uh, of color when they give when they get a chance to be in such a huge type of film but also be the physical embodiment and representation of a pretty iconic character i mean supergirl may not be as iconic as superman but if you know your comic lore you know there's a supergirl who's kal-el's cousin and it's it's fantastic that's great and the fact that it's a latina it's that's great you know for the latin community that that'd be fantastic because little girls will have this this other girl to look up to and say wow if she can do it i can do it and we need that in this world you know we go about it you know kind of alone you know us people of color so that's it was fantastic to see that and like i said the video is very it's 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 very nice heartwarming because she breaks down she geeks out so that's great but it also comes on the heels that well Ray Fisher is no longer part of the Flash movie, and you only gotta really figure. Well, he opened his mouth, <clears throat> and he he admitted it. He didn't want to be in any films that were spearheaded by the current, you could say, um, uh, the the current uh, guy running WB. So, you know, he kind of said it, and he kind of you know he kind of set the things in motion so so be it 
unfortunate we won't see cyborg in the flash but it is kind of cool still um to see that we're getting supergirl which will um, i'll get to later on has already a little bit of a history in wb you know somewhat in the dceu there's there's a little something to that so that happened uh when was it the 19th of february that's when it broke now i'm bad with dates so that was friday so right before the weekend hit boom gets out there andy muschietti director of the flash who apparently is sticking to it so this movie might actually get made he's not leaving so that's great so he casts supergirl so how awesome is that that just shows you a few things. Number one, yeah, the Flash is getting made, and number two, the world the world of DCU is expanding. So that is fucking awesome. Now that leads to today's um, today's breaking headline, you could say, uh, regarding the Justice League. Actually, wait, before I get to that, let me talk about something else. Because it's going to be a heavy topic, and I just want to talk about something. Video game-wise, I don't know if you've all heard of this. This this game. Cyberpunk 2077. We all know about it. We were all hopeful for it. We were so excited and, and gleeful when it released in December. Because there was so much promise behind this game. There was so much promised as well. And ooh, for, <laughs> for, the, for the month of December 2020, it became the biggest meme generating uh, <laughs> video game you can ever ever have. Because all the the fact that it didn't run at all on PS4 or Xbox One and even on the PS5, it looked like shit. And even the Xbox Series X and S ran like shit. Oddly enough, it ran pretty good on Google Stadia. And this is not an advertisement for Google Stadia. Maybe it is. I had to... So, I wanted to play this game. I don't have a PS4. Yes, shocking. Don't have a PS4. Shocking, I don't have a PS5. Or an Xbox One, or whatever. I couldn't get one. I was like, well, I'm hearing, though, through the grapevine, that it works on Google Stadia? Google Stadia still exists? I've heard of this thing. The, the Google's, Google's uh, answer to video games is cloud-based. So just think of it. The Netflix of video games, you just basically buy your video game. You don't need a disc. You don't need to download onto anything. You're just like, okay, well, turn on Google Stadia app. Select what game you want, press play, boom. Just picks it from the servers. It loads it up like if you were loading up a Netflix film. And it fucking worked. So I ended up getting the Google Stadia to play it. And I missed out because they had an insane deal in January. And I missed out on it. Which was, you buy Cyberpunk 2077 for Google Stadia. And they give you the controller for fucking free. Which is 100 bucks as a set. You get the controller and the Chromecast Ultra, which you need. It was a hundred bucks. Normally, they give it to you for free, so you only 
pay 60 bucks fucker sold out so fast it only they were supposed to last it was the, the deal was supposed to last for about three or four days i heard about it on day three by the time i got to the website it was gone oh it sucked so thanks to the t- thanks to my many uh, friends on ebay i was able to score one uh score the the set the controller and chromecast ultra for 40 bucks cheaper and bought the game and it fucking ran perfectly yes although this was with release patch one the very first patch it still had glitches yes i still laughed but i i started seeing the story i focused on the story and i gotta say cyberpunk 2077 is probably one of the best whatever you call this game role play slash gta clone open world it's amazing it is so amazing apparently there's five endings i've seen two um and what i love about this game is that every fucking well you do the side mission though you do the main mission but every side mission has, has its own story so every story you're you're spending maybe 20 minutes of it kind of focusing on these little side missions so you're 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 spending time in this world you don't it's not quick yeah you can do it quick if you do the main mission i believe it's 40 hours i've been i've been told 40 hours and you're done but i took my time with this sucker i love the character the character v uh keanu reeves's character johnny silverhand he's a dick he's a fucking asshole but you start to see why you start to and you of course you can make your decisions to make him be a nice guy and all that but ultimately it's a, it's a very redeeming story i think for keanu reeves's character and i gotta say <clears throat> if you if you have a google google stadia get it get this game it's running patch 1.11 as of February 22nd. There is a few glitches. <laughs> My favorite glitch is when you suddenly see a car just explode out of nowhere. And it just <laughs> it's all up in the sky and then falls. And you're just like, what the fuck? That is great. But other than that, it is such a great game. It is the story is emotional and the music oh my god the music i literally listen to the score every, almost every day the score is fucking groundbreaking it's fucking great it's emotional it has um the biggest highlight of the score is that it has tina gao and if you don't know who her, who tina gao is is um she's the one who pretty much gave gave birth gave a sound to the wonder woman theme she's the celloist who you won't notice it until you you really follow her and, and you see what she's talking about what what her influences are she's a fucking metalhead and she is amazing at string instruments and the cello is her voice and oh the sh- the, the music she adds to this to this score is just 
amazing. Amazing. So highly recommend get the game. Once once there's a, a new patch, if you ha- if you have a PS5, get it a, get get it for the PS5. I'm actually going to get it once I have a PS5. I'm buying this game cuz I want to have it physically cuz look, for Google Stadia it's fucking great. It's so convenient. But there's a downside. There's a downside which I actually did experience not too long ago. Thank you, Spectrum. My internet, my internet was choppy. My internet was pretty shitty. And at a few times, it died. I couldn't play. Ah, I couldn't keep I couldn't keep up with the story. At times, midway through the game, I'm trying to drive. I can't turn. I can't accelerate. And why? My connection was dead. Fuck. So, cloud gaming, it is the future. We still have a few steps, I think, before it takes over. But it is... It's fantastic. It's awesome. But it's the game. Get the game. Just just buy it. The patches are coming. There's going to be DLCs. By the time... By the time you're able to get a PS5, I'm, I'm telling you, you'll enjoy this game and you will praise it. I wouldn't doubt it if by the end of the year, this mo- this game will be considered a game of the year. Glitches and all. It will be it will be the first game to have the title of Glitch of the Year and then Game of the Year because you know the Chef's Kiss is fucking fantastic. Get that game. So now let's talk about this uh, Variety Report, which um, I will put up a link on the social medias to a YouTuber I follow. And I follow him and this other guy, um, John Campia, John Campia, sorry, and Robert Meyer Burnett. And Robert Meyer Burnett, he pretty much ran through the article of the Variety, the Variety article, uh, word for word. He read it out loud, kind of dictates it and gives his editorial notes and I'll link you because it's very well done. But I'm going to summarize what he read. I'm going to summarize here. Now, the article itself is called Justice League, the shocking, exhilarating, heartbreaking true story of hashtag the Snyder Cut. And if you were following the whole Justice League and well if you're following the fallout right after Justice League a lot of this a lot of what is in this article is confirming what you heard weeks maybe two weeks after the release of the film I'm not I'm not even not even joking on that because the article points out that we know that the re- one of the biggest reasons why Zack Snyder could not finish the film was the untimely passing of his of his daughter due to suicide. I mean, how do you come back from that? How how do you, how do you continue working on that film when you're completely shattered? 
not only you, but your family is shattered. And as a father, your duty is to to be there, support, to be the rock, you know. As much as you're breaking inside, someone has to be that rock, that foundation, you know, to kind of give solace. So when the reports came out that happened, you know, Justice League was supposedly done to a degree, but we only heard part of the story. Now, this Variety report actually says that as Zack Snyder is still working on the film, Warner Bros. had already decided to get Joss Whedon involved. It was supposedly written just for face, and this is what uh, Hollywood does. Hollywood will give you um they'll feed you a line just to see if you'll you know bite into it most people did most people you know saw oh okay he he, uh he couldn't handle it and he asked joss whedon zach snyder asked joss whedon to take over and you know from one nerd to another the baton has been passed and it's in good hands well that's not true that was never true. And it turns out Warner Brothers brought him in beforehand to actually oversee and even direct some of the scenes according you know, according to the article. But Zack Snyder's such a nice guy, he thought, all right, well, he knew what was going on. He knew what was happening, but he's a very nice guy and he said, all right, maybe it might be cool to have him, you know, come up with ideas. Let's, you know, let's work. He's a team player, you can tell. You can tell from from the fact that the cast of Justice League defended Zack Snyder so much. It shows you how much of a sweetheart he is. And... It's unfortunate because Warner Brothers put themselves in this position solely because they wanted to be just like Disney, which is always a bad idea. I mean, I I, I can't say exactly how Robert Meyer Burnett says it, but because he's his his expression of the. The outrage, really, people should be having regarding regarding that, that situation of the article itself, is perfect. So for me, it's just like I, I I can't I can't understand why I can understand. Let me rephrase this: I can understand why Warner Bros. would want to do that because they were under the pressure. Like, well. When is Warner Bros. going to have their own Marvel version? Their version of Marvel's Universal Cinematic Universe. I'm like, why do we have it to... Why do we need it to be the same in reality? Why can't Marvel be its own thing? And yet, why can't the fandom accept that there's something else different? But everyone... And I get why. The fandom wanted just more of it, you know? Kind of like a slow drip. But... When Zack Snyder came into this, we know again it's only, it was five films. It was not a fast, not a slow drip, but a fast drip or a medium, 
a medium pace drip. And with the take being more serious, and again, because of the success of Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, the the world, the universe was more serious. But DC's always been more grounded, more gritty. The only character in DC who's comedic would be, well, it would be the Flash and Shazam. And those that fits. That fits for those characters. But when it comes to Batman, do you really think Batman can tell a joke? He's not the fucking Joker. He's he's not even a comedian. He's a, he's the straight man, if anything. I think even on the, the animated series, I think Robin would do more jokes and Batman would play off that. He'd be the straight man. But when Warner Bros. brought in Joss Whedon, they also brought in uh, Jeremy Johns, who was at the time like an executive for DC's um, Marvel, DC's movie properties. But he's also been a writer for many of uh, DC's comic books. Um, and some of, some of the bigger titles too. Some of, He wrote an entire run, I believe, of Justice League, Green Lantern. He did the Brightest Day series. Um, he, he has helped create that world for DC comics he's a great writer he understands the lore but he's never never directed a film nor he's ever executively produced a film but he was brought in not to help snyder but to really more so put him in check because you could kind of see that the heads at warner brothers they they wanted to take back control because they gave it to Zack Snyder. Hey, create this world, create this universe, go for it. But they were too pussy enough not to try to say, no, 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 wait, hold back, hold back. Let's, let's rethink this. And like Robert Meyer Burnett says in, the, in his video, the executives are not stupid. When you shoot a film... And you can see this with a lot of shows, a lot of movies. That, when it comes to the, the Hollywood industry, they they always say they always portray this one thing: the dailies. When you are done for the day, you send whatever you've shot to executives so they can review it, and they give notes. So for Warner executives at that time to say, "We didn't know what kind of film we were doing. We didn't know it was going to be this serious." That's bullshit. It's bullshit because you knew every day. You knew every fucking day what was going on. You knew, they knew what BVS was like. So for reports to say, oh, they were getting scared and whatnot. No, they just got greedy because they wanted a billion dollar series, a a billion dollar movie, just like Marvel. Oh, why isn't our movies, why aren't they making the same as Marvel movies? Well, dipshits, it's a different world, different universe, different comic book fans. As fickle as we are, we understand. Well, this property lends itself to this type of humor and formula. This one does not. So 
let it let just let it go let it run but warner brothers has had a tendency i don't know how they are now but they had a tendency to be super reactionary and it all started with man of steel man of steel has that one scene that everyone talks about where batman uh, sorry uh, superman uh breaks uh, general zod's neck that's not my superman my superman would never do that it's like really come on your superman exists in a different era this superman exists in 2029 20 sorry what 2029 <laughs> 20, 20, 20, i mean what is he gonna do he has to take action it's grounded it's reality it's the what if superman did exist in this world so warner brothers being so reactionary caused all their issues caused all the shit caused ultimately the most horrid movie to ever be released of a comic book film which is justice league the the joss justice league as they call it and the article pretty much shows you how horrible warner brothers has been so for Zack snyder to now find a new life at netflix not for his uh, army of the dead which next week apparently or this week i think thursday thursday we're getting a trailer for army of the dead which in this article he describes as a movie taking place in a post-apocalyptic era where a group has to go into las vegas to recover an item before it's going to get nuked and apparently the virus stems from area 51 so there could be aliens involved it's a fantasy zombie film and will it piss off zombie fans now <laughs> because it's like my zombies are not aliens they are from a disease well come on there's always that debate slow slow zombies or fast zombies the, the fat zombies they're not zombies they're from they, it's really a virus it, it, it's called rage like well yeah that's 20 days later yeah i get it but fast zombies are cool too but if you're a purist you want the george uh, george a romero version which is well you kind of push him don't be afraid just kick him really good and stomach him. boom just run just fucking run <laughs> But Netflix is giving them a shot. And I would hope that Netflix lets them just just be. Just lets them don't don't interfere. They that's the one thing a lot of, of um a lot of directors have been going to Netflix for because Netflix just says, do your movie, show it to us when it's ready, when it's ready, and we'll release it. And that's freeing. Because Warner Bros. has done it already for Suicide Squad being one. And that one, there's still people asking for the David Ayer cut, which I hope they give it to him because we know there was 30 minutes or 20 minutes of Joker left on the floor. So there was more to it. And the ending was different. And of course, the, the, the pacing and the, the certain scenes were put out of order. 
So Warner Brothers really likes to fuck over their their directors. It just seems that way. So hopefully, hopefully, once this movie comes out, Zack Snyder's Justice League, it will put to rest what we could have had, I guess. Because apparently, in this movie, there will be a secret cameo at the end, apparently. That's going to blow people's minds. No one knows yet what that is. No one knows. Um, from my understanding, in, in, in years, a uh, few years back, actually, uh, Kevin Smith talked about the test viewings. And how in the test viewings, there was a scene with Batman waking up and he would see two Green Lanterns. It was Kilowog and one other person. One other Green Lantern, which they were both alien form, but they came to him to warn him because just because they defeated Steppenwolf, it was not over because Darkseid was coming. I don't know if that's going to be the original ending, but we're getting something special. And the fact that Zack Snyder took zero money for this, he's not getting paid for this cut. He said, I got my money already up front. In the beginning, I got my money. He just wants to present the movie that he did not get a chance to present. Because Warner Brothers wanted him out because of the reaction they had to Batman versus... The, the, uh, the reaction that audiences had to Batman versus Superman. The fact that shareholders were saying, well, wh- we need this to be a billion dollar movie. They bring in all these people to fuck with it. And ultimately, the horrible loss that he suffers. So, who knows? This could be a movie that actually reunites the 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 need to, to see this universe flesh out. Which they could. They could technically do it. Because right after that, what would be the film that comes right after? Superman, or I would hope, Man of Steel 2. That's the one that leads into it and ends with Justice League 2. Imagine how awesome that would be. It would, you know, I mean, Warner Brothers is under new management, technically. So they can see, they could probably see possibility and say, we were wrong. And if they admit it, great. Just do right by it. Just do right, just do right by it. But one interesting thing that also came out in this article was it's not a controversial one. Well, it is a controversial one to some, but to others, it's just going to be like whatever. Because we all know Joker's in it, but it's also funny to see Joker as <laughs> Jesus Christ, in a sense. Um, in the article, there's a photo of Jared Leto's Joker. Uh, posing in a very Christ-like fashion with a uh, crown of thorns. And I gotta say, it is fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. It's very blasphemous and it's it's very fucking metal. Very black metal. And it's awesome. Awesome. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see this film. I know he's not going to be in it for long. He'll probably be in there two minutes tops. That's what I, I, I truly believe. The Joker is a very small addition, and it won't be that much. 
So I don't have hopes to see 10 minutes of Joker. No, I, I see him being there for maybe one or two scenes and that's it. And it's just enough to get over the hurdle, enough to push the, the story forward and we'll run with it. Just run with it. Um, also, another thing, too. You, most, most people probably been asking, like, well, why the fuck is it Oh, square? Well, it's a square. It's not widescreen because it's presented, actually, and you can... You could kind of say four by three, you know, the old, our old TVs before they became wider, they used to be taller, you know, a box, but apparently the, the reason for the four by three is actually because it's really more of the IMAX setting. So if ever this movie is to be shown at an IMAX theater, you don't need to touch it. You don't need to format it to widescreen you just play it and it's gonna fit the whole imax screen or if you have a big enough tv it's gonna look fucking massive on your tv and how exciting is that yeah it's gonna be a little weird it's a little weird but for majority of us nerds who were born in the 80s shit we grew up with that our saturday cartoons were on fucking boxes tv boxes not not our fancy flat screen tvs so ain't gonna be no big thing to me i just want the story so i'm gonna leave it here and if you have any questions email me that'd be cool get a little dialogue here and there Email me at whole lot of nerd, H O L E L O T T A N E R D, whole lot of nerd, at gmail.com. Or on Instagram, same thing, at whole lot of nerd. Or on Twitter, same thing, at whole lot of nerd. Send me a question. Let's discuss. And I'll be definitely, I can't wait uh, for Justice League. Be, I'll, <sighs> I'm thinking of even watching the original just to comment on it and just trash it. But no, no, no. I'm For sure, I can't wait to do a watch-along commentary of the four hours for this film. It's going to be fucking great. And I'll be honest. I'll be honest with the film. Once, once I'm done with it, I'll be honest. I'm critiquing honestly, but I'll be glad it's out. He got to see his vision because it's it's more now. It's more than just his, you know, the the ending to this. No, there's a lot more. And if you if you want, read that article, that Vanity Fair article, or watch the Robert Meyer Burnett video, and you're you're gonna see why. It, it's it's become more. Let's just say. So again. My name is Jack. I'll leave it here. If you want to, if you want to get some cool, nerdy gear, nerdy prints, nerdy shirts, occasionally I'll run through. I'll run into some cool toys, so I'll put up some for sale. Etsy.com backslash shop backslash whole lot of nerd, and I'll link the store in the description. You, everyone, have a great day. Have a great evening, and we'll talk soon.